Hello, my brother. Hey, brother. What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. You ready to do this? I am ready to do this. We are connected. I like it. We are connected. Hello, everybody. This is the No Sense of Direction podcast, meaning we have no particular topics we cover, but today we're going to cover hip hop, (laughs) rap music, street lingo. And uh, today I want to introduce, oh, I am Abbott James, your host. I want to introduce to y'all my childhood friend. I've known this brother from way back. And we share a common love for hip-hop. My brother, Chris. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Let's kick this off. Now, you know, we probably have this same taste in hip-hop music. And, you know, we both like Jay-Z. We both like Nas. But at one time in our lives, I think when I came to D.C. or when you came to stay with me, we had a little disagreement about which one was better, Ether or uh, what's that crap that Jay-Z put out with the takeover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, what was your... uh, what, what was your impression on, on that on, on on that battle? I mean, I mean, all honesty, all cards on the table. Anyone who paid attention, Nas won that battle. Oh yeah, he won. He won. I mean, he, he definitely won that battle. Um, the takeover was shots fired, but. Nas had time to respond. Usually when you're the first person to diss, in my opinion, you know, no matter how hard you go, you give the second person time for building of ammunition, analysis of what you said, working on my comeback, and then I can deliver a body blow. And I think that's exactly what Nas did. You know, he he took the time. He's like, okay, I heard everything you said. Now you made the mistake of giving me the chance to come back. And, you know, and when Jay Z came back, I think it was super ugly. I think it was rushed. Oh, super! Yeah, super ugly was rushed. As a matter of fact, I think Jay Z said his mama didn't like super ugly because the verse said, um, "Putting dirty condoms on your baby mama's car seat." She yeah. didn't like that part. Yeah, she didn't like that part, you know. And- <laughs> And, and with that, I mean, you got kids, you know, and the kids are going to hear that. And Don't bring the baby mama into it. You know, ask Drake and uh, Pusha T about bringing, you know, significant others into it and babies, you know, that'll, that'll take things to a whole different level. So. It, it, it does. It does. You know, and one of the things about hip hop that uh, is an unspoken rule is you don't talk about kids families I mean you don't talk about the kids leave the kids out of it because the beef is between me and you right but you know a lot of rappers will say they fucked your girl yes <laughs> you know see uh Tupac and Biggie, you know, <laughs> so what was it? Hit him up, you know. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, 
Go back and be a fat motherfucker. That's why I fucked your bitch. Exactly. You know. And it was hard for him to come back from that considering they took pictures together. So even though to this day, Faith is like, it didn't happen. So I'm going to roll with her and believe her. But hey, at that time, he said it. And then there was photographs of y'all, you know, embraced. So, you know, it's kind of hard for Big to, to come back from that. So. Yeah, you know, that was a sad point in hip hop. We lose pop first and then we lose Big. But, you know, he, you hear Big in an interview say, you know, I don't wish death on nobody. So, you know, when people say Big might have had a part to play in Tupac's death, I think that's been proven not true by now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, you know, I'm going to be controversial. I mean, what we're about to talk about is going to be controversial. Everybody has their list. But um, I think when everybody says... And I say everybody because it's 90% of the people you talk to that, you know, Big and Nas are the two best MCs ever. I think it is because of the fact that they gave their lives, you know, whether it was they gave their lives for hip hop. I won't say that, but they gave their lives to hip hop. I'll say that. And so you don't want to speak ill of the dead, but I just don't agree with that. But we'll go through the list, you know. Yeah, we'll go through the list. Ladies and gentlemen, the, re- the reason why uh, Chris and I are here is that originally we were going to do a top five dead or alive. But when we I started going through Spotify to see if I can grab those songs to, to play a snippet on the podcast, you know, Jay-Z, Pac, and a lot of other uh, artists, you know, they either they don't use Spotify or they just won't give them permission to use the songs in a podcast. I mean, you were right. Jay-Z has his own music platform, and I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, he has title, and I think 90% of his music, because he owns the masters, is on title. So if you want access to digital download or use of his music, you have to subscribe to Tidal. And can it be used on the podcast? I don't know. I'm not a uh, subscription member of Tidal, but... Oh, I know it can't be used because when I went to (laughs) grab the song, it told... It tells you that you can't use it. Now, I could play it on Spotify for my own personal pleasure, but I can't use it on this mm-hmm. podcast, which you know, that's fine. We're just gonna go over this list anyway, and I'm gonna start off. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, start off. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is not top five for me. These are when you say top five dead alive, we're talking about the original core rappers that brought hip hop to the mainstream, and basically that white people embraced so when you talk about top five you, you're talking about the biggies the Tupacs the Rakims the uh, KRS-1s the and what we're going to talk about sooner or later before we get off the phone where do 
uh, Eminem fit in in this because you know I've heard guys I've talked to people mm-hmm. and they will say Eminem is top five. What do you think? Um, he's not number. He's not in the top five for me. He's he's in the top ten. I've actually got him. You know, like in sort of a tie. It's a it's a uh, log jam six seven eight. We'll call it of MCs. You know, on my list. My list is comprised of you know everyone has their criteria. You know, there's no set criteria written down anywhere that that people have to agree to. My criteria, you know, Eminem does not get in the top five because of the criteria that I have. And, you know, one of the biggest things in my list, in my criteria, is the effect of this person's music on me and my life. You know, how do I feel about the music? What what did it do for me? Does it bring back certain memories and things like that? And he has undoubtedly songs that, you know, mean something. You know, they invoke some type of memory for me in my life, but they don't have a... Uh, change to uh, priorities in my life just because of that music, you know. So that's why he's not in my top five. That You know, I, I agree with you. Um, M is a cold MC and you probably don't want to go against him toe-to-toe in a battle because M is a battle MC. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. You know, uh, and this little tip that him and Snoop Dogg had you know Snoop basically put him on blast you know Snoop said he's not in the top tier of the rappers but he's a good rapper he you know he's commercial white people love him black people love him so so my criteria was for me and, and you're right is this longevity is it something in my life that happened that I'm just going to keep listening to this guy? Um, one criteria for me was wordplay. Right. Um, another criteria for me is, am I, can I associate this song with something that happened in my life? And another criteria is, can you comprehend what the brother is saying? I need him to be if if you're a conscious rapper I need you to be deep I need you to educate I need you to say something to the people that's just going to make them go like oh man that was deep a lot of these new cats and look there's a lot of young people that's listening to this right now that I've had this conversation with you know and, and to some of these young people Tupac is not in the top 10. Biggie is not in the top 10. Uh, KRS One's not in the top 10 because they don't even know these cats. I remember playing um, Slick Rick for a bunch of uh, guys that I work with, younger guys, and they don't even know who who they are, which is sad. And you know what? I be educating my daughter. I know I get on her nerves. Baby, I'm sorry. But I play hip hop and I told her, look, you need to learn this, honey. This is a part of your, you know, your evolution. She said, but dad, this is for older people. It's right. not for us young people. I said, I know, but you got to know where it came from, honey. You got to know where hip hop came from. So, 
it's, it's a different appreciation because, and, and I am not going to knock this generation for their appreciation. I don't have the level of appreciation for this music that they have. It doesn't speak to me. It is a. It sounds repetitive. You'll hear people say that a, a million times. I don't hear the complexity in the music that I heard when we were at this age in our teens and early 20s and I don't hear the diversity in the music. It's just the same. Oh, you're popular, in my opinion, strictly my opinion. You're popular, so I'm just going to, you know, basically copy your style. This, um, my beats, my the cadence that I'm using is basically going to be similar to yours because you have a fan base and hopefully your fan base will like me. So I understand. I mean, I have my uncle's son, who's now early 20s, once said to me a few years ago, you know, well, he was like, um, nobody's listening to who you're talking about because, okay, lyrics don't mean that much to us. It's more if the beat, if we don't feel the beat, then we don't care. You know, you, you're absolutely right. They don't. So, but for us, it was the entire song. You know, you know, you can just talk about what's the top five intros ever. You know, what's the top five beats ever you know coming from the era that we came from what's the top five hooks what's the top five hooks you know and people can argue that for you know hours whereas you know i feel like the generation now there's that is missing in my opinion you know that music doesn't speak to me but it speaks to them so you can have your top five dead or alive I mean, there are people who, who will say there's, that there has not been an MC that walked this earth that's better than Grandmaster Flash, right? Right. Or, I'm sorry, Melly Mel, I should say. There hasn't been an MC that's walked this earth that's better than Melly Mel. That's your opinion because you come from the era that was just a little bit before me. Right. You know? And I understand. They all, all respect dude. I like his music. I like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. But it didn't speak to me holistically the way that the people on this list have spoke to me. And so you're gonna be surprised because I'm putting um, my number ten as mm-hmm. "Girls Love the Way We Spin" by Grandmaster Flash <laughs> and the Furious Five <laughs> and Melly Mel. Because I, I will tell you why that's in my list. I remember going to uh, the store going to is, is an old store named Maxway to buy some sneakers to go to school with my dad and my brother now I, I hated the fact that I was going with my dad my dad bought me some bubbles he bought me some rejects he bought me some it didn't even say converse it just it looked like converse but didn't have no star or nothing on it people laughed me <laughs> I almost got beat up I got bullied but at the same time, he bought me Grandmaster Flash and mm-hmm. the Furious Five. Uh, girls love the way we spin. And that was my first record that I owned. Now, my brother owned a bunch of rap music. But for me, that was my first one. And on the back of it, what people don't understand when I say flip on the back of it, the records had one side and then they had the B side. On the B side was Larry Love. Yeah. So 
I just that's it's a nostalgia to me because that's the first one I owned. So that's in my list. Go ahead. What's yours? Well, we doing we doing the top five. We doing the top ten. <laughs> you know what? Because we're gonna run out of time. Okay, we're gonna do for top five. Okay, you can do your five. Go number and we, five. And we're doing artists, right? Yeah, we're doing artists. I mean, five is hard for me. I I got. Can I do two people at five, or am I limited to one? No, man. Do what you feel. Do what do what you feel. <laughs> so, five for me is a log jam of two people because the two of them together is a difference that you can't hear in anybody else I think together the two of them separately mean something to me different you know and I'll just say them five together for me are Redman and Method Man right I understand why you put them together it's hard to separate them because They've, you know, when they're together, it's like a super group that is just different, right? They their vibe is different. But you know, if I if I had to say a person, I would say Meth was six, Red was five, only because you know, Red Man's albums for me are so underrated in that I don't know, other than Eminem, you know, I don't know how many people actually put him in their top five, you know. And Eminem even put it in a song, you know, here's the best, you know, and here's my list, and here's the order that the list is in. And he started with, with Redman. So, you know, and I know he loves Tretch. You know, I've seen the interview. Mm-hmm. But for me, those two together, you know, but if I if you were if you had forced me into a number five, I would say Redman's number five. But if you let me have them together, then it's Red Man and Method Man together. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. I'm going to say number five for me, for nostalgia's sake, and I'm going to give a nod to your wife, is Lil' Kim. <laughs> and i tell you why. Um, Lil' Kim changed the landscape of hip-hop when she came out with that album. And that album cover. As a matter of fact, we were watching a documentary the other night about that. It was like female by female MCs and and look him. They was talking about that album cover. And I, I remember being in Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And I was at the I was standing there looking at the Look Him cover and a girl walked up to me and she picked it up and she was gonna buy it. And she started talking shit. He, she said, "Do you like that?" I said, "You know, she all right." I, she said, "You niggas, y'all just get mad because she's speaking the truth and she's spitting fire and she's using her sexuality. Y'all niggas can't have it. Ninety-nine percent of y'all niggas want to fuck her. That's why y'all don't like her." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right." And the whole time I was just sitting there going, "Oh, okay." All right. So, um, look him, you know, because anytime you in a club, and for us, look him drop, everybody's getting up. Oh, yeah. I mean, she fell off when she went to jail, but but it's always, if look him did a concert, it'll be packed. Oh, trust me, it'll be packed. 
my wife will be first in line. We'll we'll have to be in the front row, and you know she'll probably pass out a couple of times, but enjoy the entire time. Okay. Yeah. For, for a lot of women, I mean, she's the empowerment that the women now. I'm not going to you know get into it. It's a whole other conversation. She's the you know I'm the baddest bitch basically. And she's the blueprint is the word I'm looking for. She's the blueprint for that. And if I had to put somebody beside her, it would be Foxy Brown. Because at that time, Little Kim and Foxy Brown, they were the epitome of hip hop. They when in a male dominated industry, those two women were doing it. So I'm gonna get off on a tangent. I'm not gonna take us too far, but you know, it's interesting you say that one of the people that's in my top ten. She's not in my top five, but it's in my top ten, believe it or not, is Queen Latifah, right? And the reason I say her is because everything you say about Little Kim is 2,000% correct, in my opinion, right? But for me, Queen Latifah was, I'm going to be strictly, you're going to like me because of my delivery, you're going to like me because of my lyrics. You're going to like me because of my content. It's not that, you know, Queen Latifah can't get it. Anybody who tells you she can't, you know, whatever, we can argue about that later. But um, it's not that she can't. She can. But um, I think I think her whole image and everything that she was about was, you guys don't tell me how to be a woman. She was the same message as Little Kim, just a different side of the coin. Little Kim had her niche. Queen Latifah had her niche. And you were talking about songs. I mean, we talked about intros. Everybody that I know, anybody that I know, when the intro to you, uh, UNITY comes on, before you even hear her voice, they're losing their mind. Oh, yeah. Instinct leads me to another flow. When right. I hear a brother call a bitch or a hoe, right? It's, you know, you know, it is. It, it's one of those things that liberate women too. A lot of young ladies hear that and they're like, "Oh no!" But then you later on in hip hop history, it, the, the the women calling them a bitch was a badge of honor. So we're not even gonna get into that. Yeah, yeah, that's a different. But we, before we run out of time, uh, you're next. I did. We did five. What's your four? My four, um, Wu Tang. Wow. I went big, huh? I went big. I, and, I, can't, uh, I can't begrudge you. I did two. You did. What's that? Nine? You see? It's hard to. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> with you. I went. I went big, and the only reason is because. Wu-Tang is just they changed hip-hop. They changed the business of hip-hop. You got, what, nine motherfuckers that all went solo. They all had success. And when they came back together, it was like Voltron. They formed like Voltron. They all came back. Leader Meth. I've owned every Method Man album. Ghostface Killer. I've owned every Ghostface song album. Uh, fucking um, 
<laughs> Rakim. I mean, I'm, I mean, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Raekwon. Raekwon Chef. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say I've owned every Raekwon album. I've owned most of them. But Incarcerated Scarfaces is one of the best pure lyrical songs ever made. I'm just going to say that. We'll stop it there. You know, we're going to have yeah. to do a part two to this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do a part two. I, I will tell you. Uh, so, I, I can't uh, even go into depth about, uh, because it's it's songs from each individual that are like ODB, God yeah. bless, God rest ODB. Yeah. I mean, he was a genius. I will tell you a Wu-Tang story. This, you know, people always talk about hip hop stories. This is a true hip hop story. I'm in my car, driving back to college. I had taken the weekend, went home to visit my my uh, family. Driving back to college, listening to the hip hop show on a radio station in Virginia, and they said, "Hey, people have been requesting this song all day. You know, okay, we're gonna play it. You know, people stop calling in about it. We're gonna play it. You know, here it goes." And they played Protect Your Neck. And I was like, what is this? You know, I had heard it before, you know. And I said, you know, I was trying to understand it. You know, they were playing it. I was driving. You know, it's a different era. It's not like Bluetooth. Not, you know, I was driving. I was like, should I pull over and try to understand, you know. And next thing you know, the song's over. And I was like, I don't know what I just heard, but it was fan- it was fantastic. I, I wish I could hear it again so that I can, you know, you and I, we talk about lyrics all the time. I was trying to hear what they were saying. And the guy was like, yes, okay, we're going to play it again because of so many requests while the song was playing. And they proceeded to play that song seven times in a row. I remember this, seven times in a row. And the guy was like, whoever did the show is, we can't play this anymore. We have to play other music, you know, Apparently, this is a very popular song. These are new guys out of New York. I've never really heard of Wu-Tang Clan, you know, but, you know, people have been asking me about this all day. That's a true story. I heard that on the radio, and I remember, you know, pulling up to my dorm and running inside and telling all of my friends, it was like, I heard something on the radio. I don't know who these guys are. I don't know what a Wu-Tang Clan is. And, you know, somebody was like, isn't that, you know, Kung Fu? What are you talking about? And we proceeded to talk about it because it wasn't like you could just go out and get it back then. Came out. But anyway, it was changed changed my whole life when that music when that song came out. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you one better, and then we are gonna move on. The first time I ever heard Wu Tang, I was in the bass club. We had just the ship that I was on. We had just got back. We were in the club, me and my roommate, and then. It was 1993 or four, and Protect Your Neck came on. People lost their damn minds. Damn, damn minds. Listen, this is a true story. Some people out there are not going to believe this, but this is a true story. There was a club in Virginia down Warwick Boulevard in Newport News. I went to it. Wu Tang was supposed to show up. But they didn't. So I was dancing with this young lady. And somehow we start talking about Wu-Tang. But uh, the Lost Boys did show up, which was awesome. They did like two songs. 
and then they left but I was dancing with this girl and she was telling me how much she loved Wu-Tang she had turned around on her left shoulder blade she pulled her shirt down she had a tattoo of the Wu-Tang bird turned upside down on her shoulder blade that's Already. how much people loved Wu-Tang back then so look we can talk about Wu-Tang alright what's your we're on four right we're on four yeah, we're right, we what's your my four is, and it's ironic, you know, considering what just happened recently on the verses, but my four is Big Daddy Kane. So now we talking, you know, when I'm talking about change my life, stuff I listen to, and lyrically, it made you say, what? Rewind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back, go back, go back. Play the whole thing over again. Let me, let me hear what he said again. So he was... And every, everyone will, that knows me, you know, all I talk about is the biggest influential artist on my life is Heavy D, right? I, lyrically, he's not in my top five because lyrically, he's not as sharp as these five, right? But we talking pure artists. He's my favorite artist of all time, but that's beside the point. But Big Daddy King, lyrically, MCs, style, Put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself, you know. And that's not even his song. You know, he was just, that was a posse cut. But, you know, his, go look at the verses. That's all I'm saying. Go look at the verses. Um, so he's my number four. Okay. My number three is a rapper that. His first two albums were freaking gold, and then his last one was garbage. I'm talking about Cool Modi. <laughs> cool Modi had the best punchlines in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Cool Modi didn't even put. He wrote a book about uh, the top 100 MCs, and I think he put himself like 60 or something like that. But he didn't even put himself at the top. But Cool Modi, wordplay, punchlines, and songs that you could remember, go see the doctor. Yeah. Uh, I go to work. Just songs that, that just made you dance in the club. And, you know, he was on that, you know, being black and proud stuff back then. And mm-hmm. so... That's, we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead. Kumo D is my number three. What's your number three? Ironically, my number three is LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the Kumo D is your number three. My number three is LL Cool J. For all of the reasons that you can think of, you know, let's take the actor TV show stuff out of it. We talking, you know, radio was. You know, everybody knows that album. And he is one of the few in my mind that he said, what sophomore jeans? You know, I'm coming back with bigger and deafer. And saying that I'm bigger and deafer, you know, so. And that album was better than radio, in my opinion. You know, um, nobody only I think I, I was about to say nobody brags more. But, you know, there is one that's on my list that brags more. But, um. Just style, charisma, 
lyrically on the mic. You know, we'll battle anybody, anytime, anywhere. Let's go. Even if he lost, I don't care, you know, but he rarely lost. Um, young, old, I don't care. Let's go. Fashion, you know, he made FUBU what it was. Um, you know, in the era when everybody was, you know, it was all about the fashion. He he made a brand. He was the brand, you know. I mean, he likes to say that, you know, ask Russell Simmons who put him in that skyscraper. He definitely built the foundation for Def Jam. He is the foundation for Def Jam. So, you know. LL is my number three. Okay. My number four. My number two. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think anybody that's listening to this podcast that is under 30 would know who these guys were. <laughs> Leaders of the new school. <laughs> And I say that with the emphasis on Buster Rhymes. Now, mm-hmm. younger people know who Buster Rhymes is, but they don't know who leaders of the new school are. They were a bunch of um, young kids out of uh, Brooklyn. Um, most of most of you know, it, it's sad because they broke up after their second album called Time, and Time. The, the, the play on words was the inner mind's eye and that album was really detailed and it was in depth and they tried to go from being the fun MCs to you know like knowledge MCs and you know trying to teach you something but everybody know Busta Rhymes was the one that brought the party and all of his that's why I'm going to say Buster Rhymes and Leader in New School because mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes got a catalog that is phenomenal yeah oh yeah oh yeah he, he you know he's my number seven but <laughs> only okay let's go to your number two what's your number two only well I'll say this about you know if I'm not mistaken here's a and you know hip hop historians correct me but I believe that their name was given to them by Chuck D. If I remember correctly, you know, I from my hip hop history, I believe leaders of the new school were given their name by Chuck D. But all right, my number two is Rockin. Ah, that's my number one. Okay. <laughs> it's, it was the last two is difficult for me, but Rockin could easily be my number one because. I'm sorry. Lyrically, people will tell you this, you know, hip hop was in a direction and it was music and it was partying. It was we're having a good time. It was I'm just saying stuff to make the party rock, in my opinion. And then when he came out, it was like everybody had to pivot. And you had to say something lyrical. And there was not a lot of after him, uh, throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care on the on the records. It was okay. I see what you're doing. I gotta do. I actually gotta say something lyrically. The songs must mean something. The punchlines have to come. I can't have one or two. 
three catchy lines in my in my song. My whole song must be that way, in my opinion. And so many styles were born out of him and his style. And I read his book, and he was talking about you know how the producers back then were like, dude, why are you rapping so slow? What are you doing? And he was like, this is me. I'm paraphrasing. But he was like, this is me. This is my style. This is how I'm doing this record. And I think it was Marley Mall. And, you know, forgive me if I'm saying it incorrectly. I'm not quoting the book, but I think he said it was Marley Mall that was like, no, you need to do it this way. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. If you don't want to do it the way I'm going to do it, then we can't work together. They were like, who is this, bro? And, you know, my melody comes out and everybody's losing their mind. They're like, okay, all right, you know. I guess you knew what you were talking about, but he's my number two. Well, I'm going to go down on my list and grab my and pull them up. <laughs> you already just wrecked my list. And I'm going to go with a un... that people don't know, Stexasonics. Mm-hmm. Why did wow. I pick, pick Stexasonics? Just like in the song, Stexasonics, a hip-hop band, they were one of the first groups they incorporated live music into their act and into their studio play. Stetsasonic was more of entertainment because they had the live they had the live band. And Daddy O was the lyricist. And you know, to, to this day, you know, I, I heard Daddy O in an um, interview and a, a lot of the people um, thought Daddy-O was on crack. Daddy-O's not on crack. They also thought um, Rakim was on crack. And he said, you know, when you fall off, that's what they think happened to you back then. Because mm-hmm. when you said rap music and the groupies and the money that came in, most of them got strung out on drugs. Like uh, Just Ice. Just Ice got strung out on drugs. And he was if you listen to his first album, it was phenomenal. But Daddy O, their group just fell apart. But you know, it's a shame they did two albums. Uh, I forget the first one, but the second one was uh, Blood, Sweat, No. It had Speaking of a Girl Named Susie. Uh, the first album had Sally. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, Daddy O and Sex Assignments. That's your number one. Wow. I, well, it's not my number one. Rock him is my number one. So I went, to, I looked on my list, grabbed my number seven, and brought him up to number one. That's okay. I mean, he, he, it, it, it I, when you, when you said you wanted to talk about it, and I had to let me get to my one and two, I tossed and turned for about an hour to an hour and a half about, you know, why are you really saying this? Are you serious? Why not him? He has to be one. This was me talking about Rakim and what his music, you know. And then I said, okay, just be realistic with yourself. And who cares about what other people think? This is your list. And, you know, my list can change. The top five, you can rotate any of these top five, you know. But I mean, people will probably wonder why did I put Big Daddy Kane at number six? Or why did I put... Uh, uh, KRS One at number eight. I mean, I love KRS One. I yeah. KRS One, you know, 
black cop all the fucking songs but you know it's just the way I I list them and everybody have their own taste in me yeah, I'm sure somebody said somebody who hears this is like oh okay Chris lost his mind how has he got red and meth above Biggie and Nas and Tupac I just do okay I you know and I'm on my list before I get to number one Guru is in my list. And I'll put his lyrics up against anybody. You know, his premier's beats are in the Hall of Fame. If they if they haven't been, you know, people get over it, he should be. But Guru lyrically was on point. But you know, he's in my he's in my top ten. You know, um my number one is Jay-Z. And it is not a cliche. It is not a fad in my mind. You have to go back and examine his influence on the culture. Lyrically, some of the things he said, you know, the double entendre king and all that. Um, the songs he has put together, his catalog, I, I, you know, I would say the only person who has a bigger catalog than him is Busta, in my mind, right? You know, when people say who should go against Busta versus pretty much nobody, because Busta is in his maybe Missy, as everybody says, because Busta is in his, there is no lane for Busta Rhymes, right? But you know, as far as hits and all that, you know, they could probably go hit for hit, but Jay-Z, because of his influence on the culture, in terms of lyrically, you have to consider him one of the best. People saying, oh, he's saying Biggie's rhymes. Okay, whatever. You know, in Lean Back, um, Remy Ma used one of his lines. You know, she liked my necklace, so he called it, uh, that's why they call it Chain Reaction. Okay? That was that was a Jay-Z line. You know, I ain't giving her any type of stress over that because that was one of the, you know, that's one of the best songs that you've heard in 10 years, but um, fashion, you know, his shoe line, I'm going to wear button-ups, you know, jerseys out the door, if you're over 30, why are you wearing a jersey, you know, all of that type of stuff, um, breaking producers, you're putting other artists on, so that's why he's my number one. But we're talking MCs. Lyrically, it was a toss-up for how it affects me, him, and Rakim. It was a it was a toss-up. It could be, I believe me, hour and a half of pros and cons before I got to one or two. Where the hell is Nas? <laughs> so Jay-Z, Rakim, when I say uh, LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, so Red and Math, Nas, Eminem, Guru, what else, and Queen Latifah. Did I, did I do that right? Yeah. So Nas, the only, and here's the thing. You and I, you know, we always talk about Nas and Jay-Z Ballin, right? My, I have an unbelievably high appreciation for Nas, right? But Jay-Z just affects me differently. But Nas, right now, is the best from that era that's still doing it. I mean, Jay-Z stopped. He jumps on a song here and there and everybody loses their mind and all that, but Nas is still putting out music. And he's Nas won a Grammy. Yeah, he's still putting out good music. 
you know. Um, and the thing I'll tell you about Nas, my wife and I saw him before the pandemic. And I forgot how much of a catalog he has. You know, I know all this stuff. You know, Illmatic is still top 10 albums ever in my mind, you know. So Reasonable Doubt is, is in that list. You know, because of you know just how things are different because of that album. I think so your dog again. is trying to say your list is garbage. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, you know, where's Snoop Dogg? That's what he's. <laughs> um, and the thing that I'm sure some people are going to say too is where the West Coast people, where the South people. We will you know get I mean? on that. We will. We're we're getting on that, people. Give it. Yeah, there's a lot of MCs yeah. out there. Let us get to it. You know, because people say you know Andre three thousand, and and he's on everybody's list. And when he's when he comes out now, it's like he's a unicorn. And yes, they were on the way to being one of the best groups. Is he one of the top five lyricists for me? No, because. Some of the stuff he said is still just like, I can't believe he said what he said. Um, but I feel like he is a career cut too short. So there's potential there that was never realized. Look, people, when we get to West Coast, Kendrick Lamar is my number one person from the West Coast. So... Let's let's get that. Let's get that straight. Because he wrote for so many people. Oh, and by the way, that's another reason why Jay Z is number one on my list because he wrote hits for other people. Oh yeah, he wrote yeah yeah. He wrote hits for other people. So there are lyrics out there that you don't even realize. You know, Drake. You know, some of the stuff that is some of best Dre's best stuff was written by him. You know, so you know. Anyway, um. And let me let me leave it with this. You know um, how much I love this specific artist. If we ever talk about just freestyle, best you know one of the best I've heard. Ghost writing, you know. With, with Don't say J Cole. No, 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 no. I mean, cause I love I love J Cole. Everybody know Power Trip is my my favorite song. Oh. So many songs by him, bro. So many songs. He, 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 again, on his way to being, get, definitely getting into my top 10, definitely my top 15, on his way to being in my top 10. But some of his, I, I think he's on to other things now. So, you know, his music to me is not as important as the other things he's doing and I understand. But the person I was talking about, and, and people are going to kill me, they're going to be like, oh my God, you just, you know, you just, um, killed yourself and your whole any credibility you had if I had any to people when I say mad skills oh my god one of the most lyrical beasts that's ever been made yeah yes you know no he was a ghostwriter can only imagine the people he ghost you know he did ghostwriting for but yeah go listen to some of those mixtapes go listen to some of those freestyles just lyrically, just craziness. Some of the super friends stuff, you know. I'm from around that area, not in Virginia, but just I mean, I'm from around that area, and you know, 
those guys were like underground legends. When he said, when he made that song about calling out names, and then he said at the end, next time, I'm going to put your name in it. <laughs> right. You know, he wrote songs for a lot of hip hop artists that, mm-hmm. you know, he could have he could have thrown under the bus, but he didn't. So that dude was just cold, man. That dude was just cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can even go into the clips. So yeah, we're gonna end we this can, right here. We can do the best from you know from areas, the best from the south, the best from Pete you know, Pablo. I mean, we can just listen and go on for the best from north. I, I next time we talk about it, I want to talk producers. But, oh god, that's gonna be forever. That's, just, <laughs> that's gonna we be a long list. Yeah, we gonna talk MCs. People don't talk producers a lot. And guess what, everybody? Puffy ain't in my top five. Sorry. Uh, he's not in mine either. Because some of that, I mean, I anyway, we can talk about that later. But Hey, right. uh, hey, everybody. This has been um, Albert James with my uh, host, Mr. And we're going to catch y'all on the next podcast uh our next hip-hop podcast hey chris hey man will you mind doing a uh podcast about uh COVID 19 you and your house you and your wife being stuck in the house and uh how all these other knucklehead people are not taking a shot oh anytime i can talk about that all day i got plenty of stories of us being <laughs> in the house okay. we can talk about that for another hour sure okay thanks everybody for listening you can you, if you click on this, you can actually leave a voice comment. You can let me and Chris know that we're full of shit. You didn't like our list. You think we're a bunch of old geezers. How you love this new genre of hip-hop. Just let us know and we will respond to you on our next podcast. Alright? Absolutely. Alright, now we'll see y'all later. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.